everyone's feeling it, right? I mean, like, we we could have knocked about 12 bars off that intro, but it's still a pretty righteous song. I'm just hitting my optimal fat-burning zone right now yeah. while we listen to that. I'm really working out right now. All right, Peloton family, let's keep it moving. <laughs> let's go, fam. All right, here we go. That's right. Four more. Three more. Two more. You got this, Peloton family. Just kidding. Peloton has nothing to do with this show at all. And you'd know that if you saw either of us sitting in here right now. <laughs> Except for our guest. Our guest seems rather trim and fit and good for her. We'll what talk more about I seriously. We'll talk more about our guest coming up in just a moment. In the meantime, welcome to episode two hundred and twenty eight of the Brian Oak Show here in the Smart Start MN Studios. And normally we talk about Smart Start right off the bat, but I have something more important to talk about. My name is Brian Oak. That is Sean Bernard. Not more important than our dear friend and the sponsorship that they've provided for More us near it. more than two years. However, there's another sponsor on this show. His name is Sean Bernard. He is a realtor, and I would be damning him with faint praise if I did not add to the long list of his many accolades. Today, I'd like to introduce myself, Brian Oak, an award-winning realtor, Sean Bernard. You are a member of something, what, the leadership circle? It's, you know... It's kind of a big deal. I know. That's why I office. brought it up. Actually, I didn't even post it for two days. Uh, a lot of my cohorts that won the same thing posted. I was like, yeah, does it really so matter to clients? It, but... I mean, so it's called the Leadership Circle, yeah. right? And you yeah. work for Edina Realty. Yes. You are a sponsor of this show. So does being in the Leadership Circle, and I want you to be very honest with me right now without giving away all the secrets of the game, is this a, a, like a, a deal or is this a participation ribbon? It's a deal. I mean, it's just that it just means you've done X amount of work. Like I said in the post, I'm more proud of the fact that we donate a portion of every buy and sell to a local uh, musician or full band of the buyer seller's choice. That matters to me more than any internal accolades. I'm I'm happy to be with, with that group. They're great people, but there are many realtors that do a lot more business than I do. But I just, I like... I like what I'm doing. I like how we're giving back to the community, and I like to help people. I'm helping my friends, uh, parents who are 80 and 84 right now, move out of their home that they've lived in since the early 70s, and they're making a transition into a 62-plus place, and they are the sweetest, nicest couple on the planet. And they had about 30 realtors to choose from, so I was almost choked up when they asked me if I would help them do it because I'm walking through the house, and they're clearing out all these memories, and they found... A 1904, like, Victrola type of record uh, in their attic and all these other records that I'm going to have to see if anybody wants over at Mill City. So you texted that to me, and I didn't get back to you right away because I did check in with the people I work with at the record store. Here's the weird thing about old 78s or one-sided records. (laughs) Not nobody... But not enough people, we never buy them at the record store oh, because okay. there's just, yeah. there's not an everyday market for them. Sure. Now, that being said, online, there are people who collect everything. There okay. are people who collect toenail clippings, right? Okay. So these, sorry, I was trying to make it weird. And I, you, I apparently you, I did. A, you almost did a Sean Bernard right there with how weird that was. <laughs> My point is, there are people who do want those things. They're just not your day to day record store shoppers. But if you look online, I mean, someone's going to be interested, unless. I mean, a lot of that stuff that's that old, too, is so scratched beyond, because back then, instead of using a diamond stylus, I think they just used a screwdriver to play the record. It seemed like it, yeah. Yeah, a lot of that stuff is pretty beat up, and so you got to find the right buyer, and with that stuff, it becomes much more selective. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Did you see the other award that I got? Here we go. This one you're going to like. What did you get? Best non-real estate-related podcast 
I did. What? <laughs> yeah, so there's so many... From who? From Edina Realty. Yeah, okay, so... It's not real estate related. You got the award? Yes, but there's other people that do like on golf. The damn show. They do like golf podcasts. Of course no, they I think do. I need to bring it in here and we need to put your name on there as well. Unbelievable. So, you at least deserve at least 20% of the credit for this podcast. At least. Yeah, no, at least. Let's make sure and get that <laughs> plaque in here right away. And am I surprised that Realtors Golf? Shocking. Hey, no, I'm Just going out to you meet. Can't do it. I'm going out to meet a couple clients today, which means I'm going to hit 36 and then maybe think about checking in before oh, I go. No, How no, do people no. get a hold of you now S- that you're Mr. Leadership Circle? Is it Six- still okay to call you? I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 612-859-2594. We're going to donate uh, the same thing this year as we did last year to artists and musicians. Um, and if if you want to text me too, because you're afraid to do a phone call at first, I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> Again, Sean, there's nobody quite like Sean at making it weird. It is it is the Brian Oak Show, and we have got a great local singer-songwriter joining us today. She's got a new album out available very, very shortly. I'm not sure. If, is it out right now? Right. Oh, you to give me a little bit of a warning. That's right. It is out um, physically, okay. and I have it on Bandcamp, and uh, it will be on Spotify on March 11. All right, very good. Well, we're going to talk to Becky Capel next. I just all of a sudden I realized I'm like, out, not out, maybe out. But then I remember you brought physical copies of it into the store the other day. So I know for a fact that it's available as we speak. We'll we'll learn more about Becky. We'll hear some of her music coming up in just a bit. But first, I you know, I was driving over here today and it's cold out today, right? Tomorrow's going to be much more mild. I know, it, it's brisk out there, but I'm not mad about that. But I was driving. The sun is out. It, there's this gorgeous blue sky and the sun gets a little bit higher every single day and I was driving through this incredible neighborhood where the Smart Start MN studios are located in South Minneapolis at 48th and Chicago and most days you know you go through your life you're busy with your own bullshit you're doing your own thing and you don't really think about where and when and what and how and then I'm like you know what it wasn't all that long ago that we were ground zero for what was wrong with police brutality Mm -hmm. and white-on-black violence and how it's just accepted, even in a very white portion of the country like this, that a man was murdered in broad daylight, a mere 10 blocks away from where we we do this every single day. And it made me regret that we haven't done more to focus on Black History Month, right? But we've played a ton of black artists on the show. We've had black artists on the program many, many times. So it's always something that we're thinking about and that we believe in. But it it made me sort of angry again all anew that George Floyd, obviously people have not forgotten. Obviously it sent a ripple that is still bouncing back and forth across the pond, but it's just one and it keeps happening and young black men keep dying for no good reason and it just makes me want to say fuck off and what it makes me want to say also is black lives matter and while I do agree with the overall notion that all lives matter because I've never thrown a punch in my life. I don't believe in violence. I believe in the humanity of my fellow human beings. White people need to shut the fuck up about all lives matter. Yes. Because shut up. Your 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 culture, your yeah. way of life, your very existence is not under a daily threat. So shut the fuck up. Black lives matter. And we, we just we're so close to it. And again, I'm not looking to get hostile. It's a beautiful day. I'm going away on vacation for a few days, but I got mad on the drive over but here. Wait, just- Brian, we're giving them you know, Black History Month, which also is the shortest, the shortest month, month of, of the year. year. No, that, that fact is not lost on me either. And so I just got mad, but I also got sad. We can do better. We can all, you know what? Don't say all lives matter. Say that we can all do better. 
and then fucking do better. Anyway, it made me think of this song right here because it was written, my God, more than 50 years ago, and it's never been more true than it is right now. The Temptations with Ball of Confusion on The Brian Oak Show.
the Brian Oak Show. It is episode 200 and what? 88? 28? 28. Yep. 4,552? It depends on if you look at, you know, before Christ or... I was actually going by the Mayan calendar. Oh, uh, I love the Mayan calendar. Same. Who doesn't? <laughs> Big, big advances in the Mayan culture, actually really throughout Mesoamerica, really some of the foundational moments in society, which <laughs> is obviously being continued here on the Brian Oak Show, where You're everything... losing him. You're losing him, Brian. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> right, hey, right, it's, right. It's, uh, hi, I'm Brian Oak. That is the award-winning Sean Bernard, and our guest today is a celebrated Minnesota Americana artist. In fact, the Star Tribune wrote, her songwriting has a Lucinda Williams-like balance of down-and-out grit and hopeful beauty, and she's got a brand new album. Americana UK, which seems like sort of a dichotomy in terms, they call your music timeless country. Becky Capel is our guest today. Becky, how are you? Great. Excellent to have you here. Thanks. And so we had sort of a happenstance meeting the other day, and I thought, I've heard your name 80 million times, and we should probably have a little chit-chat on the podcast. So thank you very much for coming into the Smart Start MN Studio. It's a pleasure to be here. Nice to have you here. So let's go back a little bit for people who, you know, maybe Becky Capel isn't in their daily vernacular, right? Maybe not a household name to them. Let's change that right now. Where are you from? I grew up in Montemidae, okay. Minnesota. Yeah, you did. All mm-hmm. right. And so you are born and raised Minnesotan. I was born and raised here. Yep. And, when- I, and then I moved to Portland when I was 19. Maine or Oregon? Oregon. Uh, that's where I was born. So <gasps> that, that's uh, Oregon is the the only place I've ever considered living other than Minnesota my entire life. But I was so I was born there, but I've lived here since I was two years old. But I've been out there literally dozens of times for family reunions, vacations, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's an incredibly amazing portion of our country. What what pulled you out to Portland? I think well, there was a boy. Ah, yes. But um, these things happen, don't they? <laughs> well, more importantly, um, I really didn't know what was up in, uh, in that corner of the country. It just seemed like it was green. Yeah, mm. and, and it's it my is. favorite color. So yeah, well, that I mean, did it. You've Me got too. the deepest primordial forest in the world out there. Yes. You've got gorgeous mountain ranges like mm-hmm. the Cascades. You also have like genuine desert and these highlands. Every and then, and then ocean. Yeah. Oh, the sweet, sweet ocean, Lincoln City. <laughs> If I, I haven't been back to Lincoln City in almost five years now, and it's literally my favorite spot on the planet. There's something about the Pacific North, uh, Ocean when you're that far up north in, uh, in the Northwest that um, it's not like anywhere else on the planet. So yeah. it's amazing. When's the first time that you remember being like, oh, damn, music's my jam? Like Whether it's a kid dancing to something you saw on TV, digging through parents' records, you picking up a tambourine, when is the first time you remember feeling it with music? Well, I mean, I must have been really young, but I think it really wasn't until like fairly recently that I that I really embraced like, oh yeah, this is really who I am. As a kid, I know I was I, I was always singing and humming and singing along to, for instance, Linda Ronstadt. Excellent, nice, which we'll maybe discuss. But um, we absolutely will. Yeah. Um. And um. And and then yes, my mother had this really um. I mean, it wasn't an extensive collection, but she had a bunch of 45s. Yeah. And I had a little record player that had polka dots on the top. 
plastic one? Yes. Yep. But I as one so. should at that age, right? Yes. I mean, like, yeah, I, mean, I remember really the joy. Like, you, know. you put it on, it's one song, you flip it over. It's different than albums on a big hi-fi, but that same ritual is still in place. You're, you're doing something very intentional. Mm-hmm. You are picking out a specific song. You're listening to it. You're jamming out. Oh, time to flip it over. There's something about the intentionality of that ritual that I absolutely adore, which is why I work at a record store to this day. Yep, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, I, she had... Um, well, I think I, and I still, and I, actually I have her 45s now, but um, Wake Up Little Susie. Oh, yeah. That was a, that was a big influence in those harmonies where mm. um, I think harmony's always just been something that I, has naturally come to me. And I kind of haven't realized that until recently either. Like, oh, not everybody can do that. But um, I love it. So, yeah. All yeah. right. Well, very good. So you have this new record out um, called In It to Win It. How, I mean, have, how many Full-blown records have you made before this one? This would be my third. Okay, very good. Mm-hmm. So you're on your third one here. Now let me ask you this, because you keep mentioning that a lot of these things are relatively recent for you. So music didn't define your 20s or your 30s, but it has come to mean much, much more to you as you move through your life. I mean, when did it start to be like a, I'm going to do this thing. Like when was record number one? Record number one was um, came out in 2012. Okay, and it, I so the story the story is I did actually when I lived in Portland um, when I moved there um, on my whim uh, I didn't really know anybody except for the one guy that I had moved there you lured know, us, you out there yeah sort of and then <laughs> he moved away like three weeks after I got there oh come on not really yeah really really yeah fuck did. that guy. Yeah, well, I did. No, oh, well, I'm sure you did. Oh my That's Lord. part of the appeal, and no one's, no one's surprised to hear that. But I meant in a different way. I meant that beat it, nerd. Like, that guy, fine, you're going to leave Loser. three weeks later. How dare you? Yeah. What did you do? No, he did not. He didn't lure me under false um, circumstance. Anyway, mm. I um, he moved away, so I didn't know anybody. But um, I did just, I started going out to hear music. I was mm. still, I was 19, um, I was actually underaged in, because um, I think the drinking age in Oregon at the time was 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was underage, but nobody ever checked. So, um, <laughs> and I, I just, I just, uh, I found this one bar that just was kind of comfortable that I could go to. And there was this one band that played every Thursday night. So I just started going and, and the, everybody would dance. So it was, I just could sort of be anonymous and dance. And um, <clears throat> it, wasn't, it wasn't the starry night, was it? No, it was not the starry night, but, right. um, but I have definitely been to the starry night i've never played at starry night yeah well no i just i'm curious because again i was you know around the same area you're talking about yeah. uh, i have roots in oregon and would go out there every single year with my family and as i got a little bit older old enough to go to all age nights or you know whatever mm-hmm. i got a chance to see some really incredible bands at places like is it called the rose ballroom is that the place i'm thinking of oh the crystal ballroom the crystal ballroom yeah but i remember the first time like i was underage i was 15 i went to the starry night and meat puppets were playing live and i was like holy that's awesome i'm gonna go to more rock shows it was it was very very cool so you're going out to see these bands and at that point are you like man i could do that i mean had you done anything like it i think um no then i well what happened is i i sort of um fell in with those guys in that band they all lived in the same house together i started dating one of them you're going and, way uh, out of your way to not mention the band's name will you please oh, tell I me will. the band's I, name no i absolutely will they were called ed and the boats okay yep and they were together for fantastic songwriters Excellent. i've talked about them before so if they ever listen to this they'll they'll know but um 
anyway, um, I was hanging out with them, and uh, I just started singing back up with them. And they had one song that was they had written that was um, from a girl's um, perspective called Mr. Bomber Jet. And so I would get up and do that one song, like a shy, I'd go up there shyly and do the thing, you know. It actually was like surreal, you know, getting on stage the first time to sing was like, what? Right. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I did that and, you know, people loved it because I was, you know, the it was like a novelty or something, you know. So anyway, um, then I started singing with them more and, and um, yeah, I sang with them for, I don't know, a few years. But anyway, it really opened my brain to the whole thing. And um, what brought you back to Minnesota? Well, what brought me back to Minnesota was that my brother um, invented magnetic poetry. Little words no on that. Shut up. No way. True. I, so whether it's me sitting at home bored high at 11 a.m. after I got done with the morning show, or whether it's me at someone else's house drunk at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. and I'm standing in front of their refrigerator because everything gravitates towards the kitchen, I am sort of like the Baudelaire of magnetic poetry. Um, <laughs> I, or at least I was at one point. My skills have likely atrophied. Your brother invented magnetic poetry. Yeah, he's a Minneapolis guy. I think he actually lives pretty close to here. Well, on a yacht? <laughs> Come on, man. Mag- he's, sp- he's still well, spending that magnetic poetry money. No, we, um, well, anyway, well, magnetic poetry is still going. So I, I moved here to, um, it was like taking off. And he kind of invented that. It was like an accident, really. He was just a, living in a room in a house. A brilliant accident. It was one of those things, you know. So um, His roommate had a metal plate in his head, so he just put <laughs> little <laughs> magnets. We started to draw dicks on your face, but then we decided we could sit magnetic words way to your more head. Fun. Yeah. Interesting. Now, do you want to know the story of how, because he, he, he lived in a house Good with, God, yes. he lived in a house with a bunch of people. And one of his roommates worked at, I can't, I can't remember the pizza place, but a pizza place, and they made all these you know, refrigerator magnets, like, you know, credit card size. And, and they, um, but they were a misprint. They, they had a misprint. So they just, I don't know why this guy just right. had a stack of them. So I think my brother had seen something about um, David Bowie and using a ransom note method for getting through um, writer's block. And it's brother- called Oblique Strategies. Brian Eno turned him on to it, and wow. they would literally pull ideas out of a hat like, today mm-hmm. everybody switches instruments, or here are three words you have to incorporate into your next song. Mm-hmm. No right. way. Well, so he just started, um, I guess, keeping a, a list of interesting words, and then he just had actually written them out, and then he glued them onto the magnets and cut them out with an exacto <laughs> knife. And that was like the first ones where he had actually just handwritten these things. And then... And then he thought, oh, that's good. And his roommates really had a great time with him on the fridge, right? Of course. Right. And um, so Been then, so then he, he actually like made a grid and printed them out like an Excel grid or something and, yeah. then, and got like sheets of magnet and glued them on and started cutting those up, bringing them to parties. That's mostly, And they were yep. like in an envelope. He sent me one when I was living in Portland. Right. And I scratched on the front, magnetic poetry kit. And I still have that one, actually. Um, anyway, so then, uh, yeah, he got into a... a a craft fair at uh, Calhoun Square called People Who Make Things. I think it was like 1993. Mm-hmm. I was living and, right by there, two yep, blocks away. Yep. <laughs> and I think he had like, he stayed up all night and made, you know, or for a couple of days, made a hundred of these things. And he had a little plastic box and a label like somebody had designed. Right. And, uh, and he sold like all of them in like a couple hours. People I can't were, imagine. People were lined up, you know. Right. 
So that's how it started, and then yeah, then holy cowboy, that's a part of the story. I would, I did yeah. not not see but he didn't coming. Even, he didn't own a car or anything at that point. Like but, he but had to that, buy a car. He got that's like a hundred dollars. Dream, car. like you, you stumble <clears throat> into an impossibly brilliant idea that may not last forever. Is it Scrabble? No. Is it magnetic fridge poetry? Fuck yeah, it is. That's <laughs> yeah. cool. It is pretty cool, and you know, and so we're still going. We're still going. Um, st- we had a lot of lean years, but uh, yeah, but we're still. That's what I. Well, that's like, what I do for like you know, all an markets. Living. All like all markets, even the magnetic poetry market is going to have its fluctuations. Right? And I'll tell you what, COVID was good for magnetic poetry. Yeah, but there wasn't much else to do, was there? <laughs> no. Jigsaw puzzles and fucking magnetic mm-hmm. poetry. Before we talk any more about your movement further into the Minnesota music scene, I feel like we should hear some music. I don't ever like to go too long without hearing a song. In it to win it is your new release, and the technical actual digital release day is March 11th, right? Correct. That's when. It, yes. Which which happens to be my wife's birthday, and you and my wife are performing a gig tonight. We'll talk about that coming up as well. But first, I want to hear the first of the two songs that you've picked out for us off your brand new record, and I want you to tell me a little bit about it before we dive into it. Well, I think, are we going to play I Don't Know first? Yes. It's the first song on the record, mm-hmm. and uh, um, uh, do you want to know about the writing of this? I'll tell you about the writing of the song. You tell it was, me. It was simply, um, somebody had uh, was asking me about my ex-husband. And I was, you know, what's he up to or whatever? And I was like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, and I, they said, well, what's, what's this? And I'm like, I don't know. I realized I really didn't know anything about him. So that was the inspiration for the chorus, I guess. So, yeah.
the brand new release from Becky Capel. And that song right there is called I Don't Know. And it leads me to two things that I think of off the top of my head. That being the first time I've heard it, right? So this is a very sort of at first blush sort of response. Good, One, good. I, you have a great voice. There's a, warmth, there's a warmth to it that, that A, I, I think lends to my second point in that the, the feeling of that particular recording is almost like a live recording. It's, it's a very warm, intimate sort of situation and i mean it's obviously well produced but it has a live feel that because I, I think it was live hold on just a second here shut the front door <laughs> yes so we, i mean so like you you got together with some great players and then the the one name that stands out to me is eric koskinen who i've known at you know by reputation for many many years but i mean you're working with an incredible amount of players so you literally like i mean are you all gathered around a central microphone like old timey kind of not exactly what we did is uh we we recorded at uh this guy jeremy johnson who's a drummer and a guitar player in town right excellent so amazing he's got a studio and he has um two inch tape we recorded that live to two inch tape stop it yes now i mean there are people who do that because they're sort of like like some of the more unlikable end of the vinyl collectors like well you know it's interesting if you get some of the original audio masters recordings blah blah two inch tape is not i mean analog is not although very cool and obviously changes the nature of the sound of the recording it's not very common there aren't a lot of two inch tape recorders left out there yeah i think that's true so um, wow so it so this was all the whole record's produced by paul burgeon who plays guitar with with me and on the record as Mm -hmm. well and uh, was that? Ha- I don't want to interrupt. Oh, yeah, but was, that, was that happenstance, or just because they happened to have two inch tape, or did you go out of your way to be like, I would like this to be the sound of the record I'm going to make? Um, it wasn't all recorded to live to two inch tape, yeah. but uh, we but record- that track was that right track there. was, yeah. and um, and yes, we it was intentional on Paul's part. What was the guitar? Like what kind of brand of guitar was it? Do you know? Oh, I, there's actually, and then so we did add other you know layers of layers things. Um, but so I really don't know. You'd have to ask like a Paul. Les Paul. That's maybe? a Paul question. 
It could be a Les Paul. Might hmm. be. A, I don't, it sounds phenomenal. It, yeah. it, I mean, the, yeah. the warmth yes. and the, the texture of it, and um, I don't know. I just I am extremely pleasantly surprised yeah. right now, and I'm excited oh, about your new great. record. Yeah. Before we talk more about the new record, we do have to mention our primary sponsor, Smart Start MN. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. They were here when the entire system was developed. They worked with the state. They worked with the legislature. They are the originators. Now, of course, once somebody sets something up important and interesting to make your life better than it otherwise might be, carpetbaggers are going to move in, right? Also, Rands, they're going to come in and they're going to try to scoop on some of that money and scoop on the glory. Screw those guys. Again, and I don't want to know, Becky. All right, I don't want to know. I'm just saying screw those guys. Smart Start MN are the originators. They are the guys who make this thing possible. And But this thing is, if you get busted for a DUI or someone you know or love or anyone in your life, you're going to lose your license. Even if you're not found guilty, you're going to lose it and you need to get back into your car. As a guy who 20 plus years ago may have run into a similar situation and could not get back into his car, you need to get back into your car. And this is probably the safest, smartest, cheapest, and most effective way to do it. And people can find out more by going where? Well, they can go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get them 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. I like that about them, and I like that about us. (laughs) Becky, so you, I mean, you, like many, many, many of us have done, you know, you put music on the back burner for a long time, and you got married. You had a family. You raised children. You worked a full-time job. You did life, because that's what life requires of us. But at some point, music comes creeping back into your life to the point where you're like, not only do I like music, I'm not just going to sit around the house and hum tunes I'm going to make some records. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get out and play. I mean, but that's a big step, right? I mean, that that's not what everybody... There are a lot of people who dream about it, but at some point, you pick up a guitar, you get back into it, and you're like, dang, what was that like? I mean, what, what, how was that epiphany? Yeah, well, I had no intention of doing that when I picked up the guitar. I didn't. I never played an instrument before. Uh, when I was 42 was when I picked up the guitar. At the age of 42, you've never ta- you've never played a guitar before, and you're like, I'm going to get into this. I'm I shouldn't say this. I've never played a guitar. I okay, think I had seriously. strummed it. Yeah, I, and right. I, but I, like, if I was going to, well, that was the thing, is I, I kind of knew G, C, and D, mm-hmm. those three chords, <laughs> yeah. and I did know somehow that any song I wanted to play, that's really all I needed to know. <laughs> well, that helps. No minor keys with your music? <laughs> um, well, when I learned E minor or oh, A minor, but listen, I don't know anything. Changer. I don't know anything about music theory or anything, which is, um, I really don't. Um, it's funny talking with Colleen, uh, Brian's wife, because yeah. she is a music teacher, so she... Oh no, she knows all when that. When we're so, communicating, she'll go. Um, so you want to do this, and then you want to do the the third on this, and I'll yeah, be like, no, I'm like, I'll what? just sing. Uh, clean. I'll, I'll tell you, you, you get in there. I'll find my yeah, spot somewhere exactly. because she, she goes, understands okay, music theory. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I, I know mm-hmm. when I listen to music, I know I love it, or I don't, I can't figure out what I don't like about it, or what's what's troubling me about it. So literally for almost 30 years, like, you know, I was always doing Freedom Rock and trying to pick out music to play on my Sunday night show. And I'd, I'd be like, Colleen, come downstairs, come down to my office. I'm like, why do I like this song? And she'd be like, oh, well, that diminished third that floats in over that G right there. I mean, that's unique. And that's sort of the hook right there. But it's not where a, in a spot where the hook should normally be. I'm like, I don't know why I asked you. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. But I mean, but you, you want to understand more, right? Sure. So no, I yeah. mean, music heads are music heads. That's right. why bands like steely dan have made it yes yeah right. that's, Aww, that's right on. that's no that is true. no yes, steely dan's right. super great yeah. um, <laughs> but no i didn't know any of that stuff and my my son was an excellent guitar player and i think that's when i really um i really was like oh yeah music because of course he had 
great taste, and um, he still does. I just he's he's around. Uh, <laughs> That's good. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. I yeah. think he's still got good taste. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, that was kind of like, oh yeah, music, music, and this was just after I'd gotten divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I just I picked up one of his guitars and was just like slowly teach G and then I would go switch mm. to C and you know play chung 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 right. you know and I then I got better and then by you, doing you gotta that you got to put the time in right yeah, I mean, you got to get your chops uh, up and I, but I wasn't doing it for any intention of, I just wanted to be able to sing along when I played guitar yeah. right. that's all um cuz I knew I liked to sing and and I really was just going to accompany myself just for fun anyway then these songs started forming these melodies and mm. then and then words to the songs came and... Wait a minute. Are yeah. you talking about songwriting right now? Yeah. It sounds like you might be getting towards... But these things happen and they come to different people in different ways. Yes. So then you start writing songs. You're like, this is fun. But at some point you have to have the confidence to be like, these might be good enough to either A, record or B, play for or at least with other people. That's a big step right there. Yeah. It happened when I was on a visit to Portland and I was playing because i didn't know any musicians here at all right i didn't go out to hear music here um sorry didn't even really listen to the radio <laughs> whoa sorry. that's all right whoa. that's all right shut it down Sean. <laughs> no i'm just kidding who cares most radio is unlistenably bad yeah. as yeah. are many minnesota singer songwriters i'm just saying oh. <laughs> mm. nothing yes. personal becky <laughs> you know again nothing personal i'm just saying Yes, yes. No, well, your, so, uh, your music is effortless. Your tonality is fantastic. And it thank just you. It, you just sound terrific. I love, love, love what you're doing. So thank you. Really so cool. you go out to Portland, you start getting the ball rolling, and then yeah. you're like, you know what I am? I am Becky Capel, singer songwriter now. That's right. I called I called myself Miss Becky because that's what oh. my friends in Portland always called yeah. me. Right on. Um and so anyway, I yeah, so I played this, you know some songs for them, and then there was a friend that's like, hey, we, you should record those. So then I actually went back and forth to Portland for a couple years and recorded 12 songs, and that was my first CD called For Now. What if someone were to say, well, that sounds like something I might like to listen to, other than streaming it online, is there somewhere they could actually go buy it? Is there somewhere that you could make money off of them oh, purchasing yeah. it? Where would that be? They could go to Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, and Becky Capel there on Bandcamp, or they go to my website, which will then link them to Bandcamp. Okay, perfect. I my just, website is beckycapel. We, you know, are used to operating on a relatively thin margin here at the Brian Oak <laughs> Show, as I understand the vast majority of musicians are as well. <laughs> and so, anytime we can, I mean, people can go give it a listen if they love it. <laughs> then they could go buy it and do right by the artist. Speaking of, <laughs> you've got a brand new one that will be available in mid March for people to go purchase as well. Before we go any further and talk about that record and any shows you might have coming up can we hear another song yeah all right let's hear it. what do, tell me about this song. i think this i think we're gonna play idle down yes and uh this one is uh was inspired by my father he used to tell me to idle down rum yeah. banka when i was a kid what's a rum banka rum banka was his nickname for rebecca oh i like that yeah. and uh, so is that like simmer down idle down he's yeah. like let's yeah. slow her down just, yeah. just take slow it easy slow down because i was a pretty active settle child. settle the kettle i am still quite active and uh, <laughs> i like to move fast Maybe I accelerate 
In it to win it, indeed. Becky Capel on the Brian Oak Love Show. That. I got to be honest with you, Becky. Um, I, not having experienced much of your music before and not really having spent any time with you before, what I find, I mean, that's off your new record, right? That's mm-hmm. uh, In It to Win It is the name of the new record, which will be out on March 11th and all the downloadable and streaming places. And you can find physical copies around town right now. Um it's hard for me to fathom that a voice that fully developed and that rich and that warm just didn't need to come screaming out of your body for a few decades. And, I, and again, no shame in that game, right? I mean, I'm going to cry. No, no, but we, we, <laughs> no, find, so we, we find our spot when we get to it, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, can't, you, you can't change the way the world is going to be other than the way it's going to be. And so, again, there's not any shame in that, and I'm not admonishing you. I just It's hard for me to imagine with that rolling around inside of you, and it just didn't for a couple, because you had other priorities, and that happens. But, my God, what a gift at your, at where you're at in life, right, to find that voice and these people and the quality of recording. That was really great. Thank you. I, 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 feel, I feel the same way. I just, I really, I can't believe it. I can't believe that, it, yeah. I feel like it is something that just happened to me. Like, I, you know, so I, that's why it's just like, I'm just, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just keep moving forward. And, uh-huh. you know, I you're guess. not the first person we've had on the show that has come out of a divorce or some major life change that stops down and says, what about me? Yeah. Like, what about me? Like, what am yeah. I going to do with yeah. my life from here on? And that's what's so cool about it. But you, uh, it, the timing could have been any time. 
I mean, you've got such a strong voice and the flow of things are, it's so strong that when you shift to Starry Night, you hit this middle note that's so freaking challenging to flow into. Oh, yeah. uh, and as somebody that is so passionate about music and the type of music you do, it's just stellar. So nice work. I'm going to guess you. because I've worked on and off with him for decades now. Bill DeVille gets a little yes. starry-eyed around you, doesn't he? Yes. He likes, he definitely Love likes Bill. Them. Yeah, he, yeah no. he, he gives me some plays and that's just awesome. Bill DeVille is the absolute... Uh, without question, mm-hmm. the ambassador of Americana in mm-hmm. this particular yeah. market. Yeah. But he's also and a real also, music fan. Yes, he is actually. And Mike Pangra, too, from Radio Heartland. Exactly. Yeah. Very, very much so. And, no, and they're both great guys. Yeah. But when I think about DeVille's almost uh, blind devotion to this type of music, it's. but I mean, he also, he cares about it, right? And he has, he's discerning. And I can just, I could tell listening to that song, I'm like, Bill DeVille, standing there with half a beer in the front row yeah. at your show, <laughs> bobbing his head with his yeah. hat on, yeah. completely digging it so i'm glad that he's shown you some love because deville yeah. knows exactly what he's doing i yeah. don't know pengra as well but i know he does a great job on radio heartland so yeah. that's really cool the record's coming out on march 11th now i know that you know leading up to recording this record obviously covid threw a few hurdles in front of you right as it did for all of us no matter what we were trying to do but the record's here it's finished it's done you are ready to go now with covid being in sort of a weird spot where some places are like everything's wide open other people like don't you fucking come in here unless you have got (laughs) your proof of vax card and you have got a you know masking tape over your mouth it's a weird time is there a hope that you're going to get it to go out and do some touring in support of this particular record um, well, I, um, I would love to do some touring, but I am, um, I'm just not that organized. Um, I guess I would need someone to figure out how to do that for me, but, um, all right, well, that yeah. to me sounds like the yeah. bat signal right there. Yeah. Anybody who wants to be on board with something who cool be, and fun, who wants to arrange a tour for I'm me. I'm not talking I, about no, going I'm, to I'm Copenhagen serious. and I'm not talking about no, no, going to I, Sri Lanka, I, yeah. but yeah, even a like a regional know, tour would be uh, something would be, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff. Like when I go to a bar, like let's say someone doesn't know the name Becky Capel. I've gone to so many shows at modern to decent sized bars where I don't have any idea who it is that's playing and there have been plenty of disappointments but then all of a sudden when you mm-hmm. see a combo up there that can really do it and like you keep you're trying to talk to your friend you're like and you keep looking over and you keep looking over and you're like we're gonna have to finish this later I gotta go up and see what's going on over here mm-hmm. that's the kind of music Becky Capel makes right there wow. uh, don't you think I yes, I actually totally agree. Well, okay, that's what I thought, <laughs> Becky. All right, so all right, so you may not. I you don't have a, You don't have a tour organized for the uh, for the upcoming for this. But you know, if someone wants to get in touch, get in touch with us or contact Becky through her website or through her Bandcamp. Yes. Um, but you do still get out and play live music. Yes. I know this because you and my wife. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to be there. But you and my wife are playing a show together tonight, which is really cool. Edie Baumgart is also involved, correct? Yeah, she kind of put the project together. And who else? I mean. So so it's called the Delindas. The Delindas, and it is a Linda Ronstadt tribute situation. Yeah. Where I happen to be in the camp that Linda Ronstadt, in my humble opinion, and I, there were many great voices in the era. When we talk about Southern California, early nineteen seventies to mid, even maybe late nineteen seventies, I don't know that there's a voice, even Stevie Nicks, that I associate more with 70s California than I do with Linda Ronstadt. And although she largely did covers throughout her entire career. Yeah, I think she, I don't I don't think she ever ever did an original. But you know what? She nailed every single one of oh, them. Yeah. And she's got one of those pure, impossible voices yeah, and really was a defining member of California musical culture at a crucial moment in American music history. And so I think it's wonderful that you all are doing a tribute to her. Tell me about the tribute. 
Yeah, it's actually um, almost all women in the band. So the we're, there's four of us that are taking turns singing the lead. So that's um, Edie and Colleen. My Martin wife, o, right? Yep. And uh, myself and Ginny Dodds. Yeah. Who's going to be joining us next week right here on You're the show? You're kidding me. <laughs> no, we, were so we, we were just texting. We were just texting. You and I were just texting. Yeah. And um, I mean, she's been in this room before when Kurt was sitting sure. in the very chair you're mm-hmm. in right there. But there was a lot happening right there and there wasn't much time to get to talk to her. And I'm like, we should have her back on her uh, own. Ginny so, Dodds, as uh, as Paul, my guitar player, says, is the real deal. Well, exactly. And I've heard that from only about 500 mm-hmm. people. I'm like, well, then we've waited Great too long. So, Where we'll is have- the show? Oh, the show is going to be at the Driftwood. Of course, Driftwood, okay. it'll be that when this airs, that it'll, it'll be over. But um, right? Uh, no, no, this is going to publish in less than an hour. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so it's awesome. happening tonight. So yes. for those of you who jump on board immediately, yes. today is Thursday, February seventeenth. Yeah. When we're recording this in very, very early afternoon, mm-hmm. plenty of time to get your butt down to the Driftwood, and yep. maybe you're like seven o'clock. Yeah, I've been to the Driftwood. It's a little tight in there. I'm a little nervous about COVID. They're extremely cool about protocols there. Everyone's taking care of business over there, and they're just they're they're one of the great destinations right now in South Minneapolis for music because they've maintained their commitment into it and they've managed to survive the pandemic and we need places for these types of bands and musical acts to get together whether it's someone you've never heard of or someone you're like i can't believe they're effing playing there that's amazing this will be cool and so it's called the what again the Delinda. The Delindas. Yes. All into Ronstadt all damn night is what you're telling me. No, not all damn night. We're just doing the opening set for Lolo's Coast. For 17 hours, they're going to be performing <laughs> yeah, exactly. well into March. <laughs> no, but you, so you're doing the opening set. Oh, so yeah. my wife's pulling double duty tonight? Yeah. Oh, there's apparently no, way in, so. no way in hell she's, she's going home to work rich, tomorrow. Rich, yeah, oh, rich. Not, no, she's not. And she's also, there's a 0% chance she's in work tomorrow. <laughs> sorry. Sorry if any of her administrators are listening today, yeah. but I'm sure she's already taken a personal day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Becky Capel, uh, In It to Win It is the name of the new release. You can get physical copies around town right now. March 11th marks the official release. This has been delightful, and I wish you all the luck in doing this. And if anybody out there wants to help Becky set up even a small regional tour, and you know what? I, anybody who could make that record can get on the horn and set oh. up a couple dates. I, I don't doubt for a second you're going to be performing I, in yeah. support of this. I do play regionally, so I just yeah. played in Mankato a couple weeks ago. All right. And, uh, so I, I do play around, and I do have some shows coming up as well. So And where would I find out about those? Um, on my website. So March 1st, I'll be at the Midway Saloon. March 12th, I'll be at Dusty. Okay, so you're still playing. March 30th. I mean, I'll so be... when I meant tour earlier, I wasn't really yeah. talking about like, you know, flying in on oh, private jets yes. or anything like that. I but have you shows. will you will bring these this music out to the people in the yes. near future. Yes, and we were supposed to have a, uh, a CD release show at the Turf Club on February 4th. It got canceled. Mm. Um, so we're trying to reschedule that as well. So yes, all, all my website. So it's B-E-C-K-Y-K-A-P-E-L-L.com. I just bring it up so that we can spell yep. it and everybody gets yep, it. Yep, so. exactly. And still, there will be people who will be confused and lost, but yes. you type in Becky Capel <laughs> into Google search and you will you will find your way to some excellent music. Uh, Becky, this has been great. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Yeah, right. so Thank nice. You. Lovely to have you here. We do have to thank our friends at AudioQuip and AudioQuip.com. They're the ones who have provided us with all this professional level equipment here in the Smart Start MN studios. We also have to thank our Patreon supporters. Without them, we would have never gotten off the ground and mm-hmm. been able to do what we do right now. If you'd like to be a member of our Patreon community, you certainly can. Dollar a month, 
$10,000 a month, whatever you feel is appropriate. Actually, don't do $10,000 a month. That's going to get us into all kind of tax trouble. But if you, <laughs> if, you, if you can throw a couple bucks a month at us, it helps us keep our Smart Start MN studio, but it also helps us be able to provide for artists when we get these events coming back in. Trust me, once we get out of the cold weather and once we know that it's safe and everything's cool, nobody wants to go see live music more than me and Sean. No, and Nobody. I think March, or hopefully uh, sometime in March, we'll be putting together another Patreon event. So we'll have Patreon-exclusive events on the way throughout the course of the year. Also, any previous guest of the show is welcome at every Patreon mm-hmm. event, which would mean you, Ms. Capel. Awesome. If you'd like to come in the future. Uh, so anyway, we uh, we just we want to thank everybody who's ever been a part of this, even if you've only ever just listened or subscribed or shared or amplified. This is a very, very humble arrangement we have here, mm-hmm. but it's a great chance to get to know our Twin Cities music community and frankly, business community, religious community, uh, whatever. Uh, get to know Not them better. religious community. But, oh, when are we going to have an atheist on? When are we going to have a diehard atheist on? I was raised Whenever you're atheist. Ready. I was, was going to say, too late. I've hosted every single edition. Do you know the handshake, Becky? I was never taught a handshake for that. Sean's making it weird. We were both raised Catholic, Irish Irish Catholic, and so Sean and I, it's a very... I'd be afraid to have somebody on who was articulate in atheism because you and I would have very conflicted days and we would need therapy afterwards. That's true. It's time for both planning time and purgatory. I... Look... I'm living hell on earth right now. <laughs> Don't need an eternity of it. Fuck's sake, Brian. Oh, for fuck's sake, Sean. Uh, Becky Capel, the new record is called In It to Win It. Thank you again, Becky, and good luck with everything. Have a blast doing Linda Ronstadt tonight. We're going to leave, but before we do, this actually a requested song yes. from a longtime listener and a guy that I knew, ye gods, 25 plus years ago. From Mike, 25 years ago. All right, heading all the way back 25 <laughs> years ago. Uh, Mike Connie, I used to work with at Clean Water Action Alliance long before I started my life in radio, so it must have been longer than 25 years ago. We worked together at a tiny, grubby little phone bank that was raising money for idealism, for environmental issues, for environmental lobbying and legislation. We were working to make the water clean. Luckily, the ensuing conservative administrations have gutted anything, any hard work we did during that time. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny stuff. Uh, yeah, that's good stuff. Um, but Mike Connie reached out to you. Yes, yes. And what did he say? He said, uh, Sean, uh, you're holding up that show. Oh, my with God. Your no, he great didn't. jokes and yeah. love no, your, he didn't say your weird that. humor. No, he didn't say anything. What did he and actually he said, say? He said, uh, please play a song by the babies. Um, pick whatever you want. Uh, love listening to the show. Wow. The end. Yeah. All right. Well, Mr. Connie, this one's for you as we say goodbye for episode 228 of The Brian Oak Show. <laughs>